Hi, this is Eric Darbyshire with Adventures with Eric. Today, we are going to be listening to part one of chapter 20, Wishing Wells. Nobody gets up at eight in the morning during summer holidays. Nobody that is, except Spud's mom. She had actually agreed to let me accompany them on an outing. When my family goes somewhere, we take kids with us. Not Spud's mom. She has children accompany them on educational outings. Ignoring the educational part, I knew it would be fun because Spud would be there. I had my picnic lunch packed with two peanut butter sandwiches and an apple. I was prepared for a day of adventure. I was supposed to have, ha to have cookies, but I ate them before they came to pick me up. We were going to be traveling two hours to a solarium. I didn't even know what a solarium was. Spud's mom told him to keep it a secret so I wouldn't get overexcited before we left. I knew solar meant sun, and Mrs. Smythe Jones knew I liked fire. So putting two and two together, I thought a solarium was going to be some type of fireworks show or something as exciting. I could hardly wait until they arrived. I even got up early enough to have time to brush my teeth and hair. At eight on the dot, the doorbell rang and it was them. Good morning, Clarence. Good morning, Mrs. Smythe Jones. I said, figuring I needed to appear to be on my best behavior until we got there. I had never been anywhere that took two hours to drive to. Good morning, Eric. Have you used the facilities recently? Mrs. Smythe Jones stated in a motherly sort of way. Facilities. I was lucky I had heard her talk to Spud this way. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known what she meant. Yes, ma'am. Let's go then, Spud said. Spud and I got to sit in the back seat eating jawbreakers and reading comics. This worked really well until I needed the windows open to stop me from turning the car into a facility. You know, Eric, I always tell Clarence that reading in a car will cause motion sickness, Mrs. Smythe Jones said as she opened her window. Spud just kept on reading. I wish she had told me about the reading and motion sickness thing earlier. Then again, I probably wouldn't have listened to her. Spud read to me and described the pictures for the rest of the way so that, so that I could enjoy the comics without getting carsick. His mom made only a few comments about the bad choice of reading material and how simple and uncultured the storylines were. Here we are, Spud's mom enthusiastically stated. I looked around and could only see some very large greenhouses. I bet they grow lots of tomatoes in there, I pondered out loud. No, you silly boy, that is the solarium. Visions of fireworks quickly dispersed from my mind. We are going to a big greenhouse? Hey, I thought it was nerdy too, the first time. But wait, it is kind of cool. Spud stated quietly out of his mother's hearing range. He was right too. There were huge cactus and parrots and all sorts of things. For lunch, we stopped at a wishing pond full of monster-sized goldfish and lots of money. Spud's mom gave Spud and me a penny each to make a wish. Spud made his wish and tossed his coin, which upon hitting the water rolled over a number of times before falling lazily to the bottom of the pool. His mother's coin followed his in, and it also did a lazy glinting roll to the bottom. I was mesmerized. I know it wasn't very creative, but watching the coins and seeing the pile they landed on and realizing that the most big wishes never come true, 
I wish that I could have some of the coins in the pond. I had wished for a million dollars in the past and never received a dime. So maybe it would be a lot more effective if the wish was smaller. Mrs. Smythe Jones left to use the facilities. Having eaten my sandwiches, I was trying to balance on the edge of the pond. Spud was off some ways finishing his lunch, but as I turned around, he was right there and with a quick forward motion of his arm, he pushed his hand into my face, offering me a jawbreaker. I overreacted and fell backward into the goldfish pool. I know you are thinking I did this on purpose, but honestly, it was nowhere in my mind. I realized I was in big trouble and scrambled out immediately. Spud's mom arrived and saw I was soaked and dripping. She had a resigned look on her face and said, I was hoping we would have an incident-free trip. Hopefully this is the last of your tomfoolery. I don't know why Clarence insists on having friends who are full of shenanigans. I got to complete the tour in wet clothing, and I must admit, absent of any more shenanigans or tomfoolery. Back in the car, I took my shoes off, hoping that maybe my socks would dry. As my shoes came off, I discovered they had picked up 87 cents in change. My wish had come true. Spud gave me a look to let me know not to say anything to alert his mom about my newfound wealth. As Miss Smythe jo Mrs. Smythe Jones dropped me off, she told me, I hope you had an educational day, Eric. There really is more to life than comic books and silly spy games. Maybe you will begin to appreciate the finer things in life and gain a little culture. Sometimes I felt like adopting Spud. Even though he seemed to be doing okay in his home, his mom sure could be weird. Waking up the morning after the trip, I had a deep need to tell everyone of my good fortune. Katie, Spud and I ended up down at the creek and I told them of my wish. So I wished that I could have some of the money in the wishing pond. Next thing I know, I've fallen in and 86 cents ends up in my shoes. I hope you have enjoyed part one of Wishing Wells. Please join me again two weeks from now when I will present you with the conclusion of Wishing Wells. I'm hoping everybody is doing well and enjoying adventures with Eric.